2: And welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz
3: Kelly. I'm Kate Atwell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we are checking in with some of our favorite celebrities. We're doing a cringe mode magic (laughs) mic. I'm blushing already. (laughs) (laughs) And then we're going to talk about some dream fast food collaborations. All right, let's get
2: right into it. We're
4: hazing Liz (laughs) with magic mic.
2: Yes, that's what that is. Okay, so Tea Time is checking in with some Tea Time faves. First piece of bad news, although probably long-term good, is that Cardi B is divorcing Offset after three years of marriage. (sighs) They share beautiful baby culture, um, but they are divorcing officially, Um, apparently there has been a lot of alleged affairs and a lot of infidelity on Offset's part. And this goes mm-hmm. all the way back to 2017, or like, I don't know if you guys remember, but this video surfaced of him and another woman. Apparently, it was taken only three months after they had gotten originally married. Oh. Um, and then in 2018, there's another rumor. As I was doing research, it feels like every, like every so often there was just another rumor about him cheating on her. So They are divorcing and I'm really sad, but she is on like the hot streak of her life. And hopefully she'll just continue some personal success in the future because she's got all the professional success right now.
4: Yeah, I'm sad for her, but she can do so much better. I know the discourse around this was exhausting. Liz, I know you're not on Twitter. But there was so much being like, you know, in WAP where she's like, I can't cook. I can't clean. But let me tell mm-hmm. you how I got this ring. Oh. Everyone was like, well, maybe if you cooked and cleaned, Cardi. I was uh, like, excuse me. Oh, my God. Wow. There was so many like in like women that were like, what? well, if she That's had been rude. a better wife. I'm like, no, uh, 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 he's an uh, uh, asshole who's uh, been uh, cheating on her for years and years. And he would oh do it no matter what. She's like my God. And she's also been very vocal about
2: her decision to stand by him through his infidelity and has done many an interview about it Mm. and the empowerment that she feels with herself and the decision that she came to on
4: her own to stand by him and like her family. That's bullshit. So I cursed so early in the pod. It just makes me really mad. And I just want her to be free and find someone way better. Yes. Kate, did you write in the
2: outline, be free queen? I
4: did. (laughs) I agree. I agree. Okay. Next one. My personal faves, Harry Styles and Florence Pugh, are going to be movie married, you guys. Harry Styles has been cast in Olivia Wilde's next directing foray, along with Florence Pugh, who's going to be playing his wife. And Dakota Johnson is there. There were a lot of Mm. tweets about like, oh, well, Dakota Johnson's more his type because she's older, whatever. Mm. Um, but yeah, I have high hopes for this. It's called Don't Worry Darling. It's set in the 1950s, which just, you know, bring that like Gucci vintage style. Basically what I'm wanting. This is what I'm manifesting. Harry Styles and Florence Pugh spend a lot of time together on set. They become quite close. Florence Pugh is just overtaken by his charm, his easygoing, you know, personality, his talent. And then she leaves Zach Braff for Harry Styles thoughts. Great.
2: Thank yeah, sure.
4: I'm just saying that like into the mirror every day until it happens. I, I hope wait, that k- happens for you. I'm sorry you. if you said this. Was this a drama or comment, Or I can't it a It It is a drama. Apparently okay. Harry Styles' uh, character is like an asshole husband, kind mm. of. So like maybe, I don't know, working against type there. But uh, <laughs> I have high hopes, both for onset and offset going wow.
3: on. Yeah, praying yeah. for you. you um, and you. then
4: <laughs> last one that we're checking in with.
3: Yes, last one. I'm sure most of you have probably heard or or read the essay written by Emily Ratajkowski in The Cut. And honestly, listen to Jam Session if you haven't already. Juliet and Amanda do a really great job of breaking it down and kind of dissecting it. But to keep this short, she wrote, Emily Ratajkowski wrote a piece for The Cut, and it talked about her experience as a public figure and who exactly owns her image, and she specifically goes and talks about an experience with this photographer named Jonathan Leader, who took these photos of her when she was a younger model and she got drunk and he allegedly assaulted her. He's denying it. But just some of the stuff that he's done is pretty shady. So I have really no problem saying he's an asshole. But Anyway, I, you know, in the past, I will fully admit to that I've criticized her in the past. And with some of the things she's justified as feminism and, you know, I kind of disagreed with. But the thing is, you know, I think reading this, but then also kind of not to be like corny, but to like as growing as a person, I'd much rather support her and have differing viewpoints with her, but still support her than, you know, support men who think that they can own her image. Um, And she does a great job just talking about this. And she's so brave. This piece is just, it's incredible. It's really remarkable how brave she is and all the crap that she's had to deal with. And I just, you know, feel for her so much. And she does it. Just the prose is really great. And again, I just think, you know, I would much rather support her and be pro Emily Ratajkowski than support these gross guys who yeah. are trying to profit off of her and who are trying to excuse them being pigs as some kind of it's mm. fair use. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. We were talking off mic before I started recording how
2: well written this piece is. So yeah. definitely listen to Jam Session, but read the original piece as well definitely, um, because hearing it in her voice is really powerful. And yeah, she goes through a, like she has dealt with a lot of shit that she covers from like way back when and then all the way up until now. Um, something that you just mentioned at the end that's just fucking ridiculous. Again, we are talking about this off mic, but- the paparazzi photo that she posts on an yes. Instagram story, it's insane the legal ramifications that that can hold that a celebrity posts. totally She's got a bouquet of flowers above her head. It was like, you know, it's up for 24 hours on an Instagram story. It's just crazy. It's very eye-opening for sure. So I definitely encourage you to read that.
3: Definitely. And I just think, and one more thing and I'll be done, but I was listening to the Higher Learning podcast and I do really enjoy that podcast, but- they had that Adam 22 guy on and he said some things about how he should have profited from the girls that are on his podcast network and he blew up their OnlyFans. And it's like, no, you shouldn't have profited because you're not doing the work. But that is neither here nor there. I just want to say that I support Emily Ratajkowski and I think she is a very courageous person. And I can't say enough good things about what she wrote. Yeah. Amen. Okay, next category, moving on. This week in social media
2: slash not worth the tea. Palette cleanser, prepare yourself. I'm going to talk about, guess what? Oh, no. TikTok. Oh. Um, Addison Rae has been cast and He's All That. It's the modern remake of the 1999 comedy um, with Freddie Prinze Jr. I right. cannot believe we are at a point in society where a TikTok star <laughs> is being cast in like a major movie Mark Waters is directing who is behind Mean Girls and Freaky Friday so this will be a good movie I'm pretty sure it's in good hands and I just am kind of baffled um she like posted on Instagram was like oh my dreams are coming true which is fair I mean that is any TikTok TikTok to her dreams. She's really made it now, but I just am kind of in disbelief that this is where we're at and she's that famous.
3: You're being very nice. I say I am not okay with this and I will not be supporting her in this remake. It's wild. Here's my thing
4: I'm not surprised by it. These are the new celebrities. Like,
3: this is celebrity
4: in 2020. These are the influencers and the models and the it girls. But can it's she like, act? Yeah. Yes,
3: she can like dance for 15 seconds, but that doesn't mean she can act.
4: I mean, I agree. But I mean, we have, we're going to talk about a movie where Alex Petty for Hollister model or whatever the hell he was, True. was cast just because of his face. So like, it's True. not new to just cast attractive people who are famous and things and then be like, we'll figure it out. I mean, Harry Styles is, got cast in a movie for the first well, time. But he for can,
3: something. Act. I he can, can act. OK, but is- did, I mean,
4: she had to audition, I'm sure.
2: I guess I we'll know. see if she can act. We've only seen her dancing. I did a little research. Maybe she like if she was acting in college or something. She was only studying sports broadcasting. So obviously she's okay on camera because that's what she wanted to do before she blew up on TikTok. Um, wow, you
3: guys are being really nice. I'm down with this. I judge anyone who was gonna buy a ticket to watch this. No, no supporting. Say-
4: the, people blew up about this Like Amelia is And I'm like We cast non-actors All the time Famous yeah, people Yeah but awesome I don't movies. want No TikTok star In my <laughs> remake Of She's All That <laughs> Okay, Sorry.
2: so what do you guys think about the plot? Because they're reimagining it a bit. So Freddie Prince Jr. was in the original. It's centered around this popular high school jock who got dumped by his girlfriend. And then he tries to transform one of like the quote unquote nerdy outcasts to be the next like prom queen. And so then this is like this 21st century spin on it where oh it's following an influencer, <clears throat> Addison Ray, oh turning a nerdy boy
4: into the prom king. So there you go. What do you think? I mean, it's gonna be fine. She's gonna be like every other model who's ever acted before. I just don't think this is that different. Um, they cast random hot girls who can't act in things all the time. Damn, spicy! Hollywood is right. built. Hollywood uh, is built on beautiful women who can't act just being cast because they're hot. And men again, Magic Mike. Like we're gonna talk about Alex Pettyfer and how he can't act. Like. This just isn't this that is new to me. This is the society we have built.
3: You might. Be I right. just, I just have a problem with the TikTok aspect of it, and <laughs> I honestly, you know what? It was great as my fair lady, Audrey Hepburn, and I'm okay with that. Why don't? Why can't we just keep it like that? But no, yeah. people have to shit on everything. I swear <laughs> to God.
4: Okay, next thing in TikTok news. <laughs> I love TikTok, as you know. Not that I think you know Addison Ray is our next great acting talent. However, we talked uh, months ago. About how there was a trend on TikTok of Gen Z just dragging millennials for our interests and what we've kind of like the stereotypical millennial interest, which is like, you know, adulting and like the avocado toast and Mm. Harry Potter and blah, blah, blah. And like, they really went after us, especially for the Harry Potter thing. However, recently on TikTok, there has been an overwhelming influx of super cringy Harry Potter content. Which I have a problem with on many levels. First of all, I don't know if you've been reading the news, but J.K. Rowling continues to dig herself into a hole and be just an absolute trash person on purpose for no reason. Mm -hmm. Second of all, so like if there's any time to not, like to just for Gen Z to be like, I'm out on Harry Potter, it's now. Second (laughs) of all, they made fun of us so much for like, you know, taking quizzes and being like, oh, I'm a Ravenclaw, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But there are two major trends right now on TikTok, both of which include Harry Potter. First of all, one is where they're like, just dressing up in outfits like red is like Gryffindor and green is Slytherin. And it's like modern day looks, which I'm like, okay, we did that on Pinterest in like 2003. So like you're not special. <laughs> Second of all, the worst one is they're doing like these self-insert cosplay scenes with, like, Ugh. Draco Malfoy oh, and Cedric Diggory. I've seen that. Where it'll, like, show a scene from Harry Potter where Draco, like, jumps out of a tree, and he's like, blah, 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 blah. Like, where are you going? And then, like, it cuts to them in front of a green screen in, like, a Slytherin robe, and they're like, I'm going to class Draco. And oh, then, like, it cuts to Cedric, and he's like, walk with me. And it's the cringiest shit I've ever seen. And it's awful. And I don't know why it's so popular right now.
2: How are the teens so good at editing? I've seen a lot of these, <laughs> and I actually been disbelieve because... Back when you were a fan of this shit, way back in the day, you had to go onto some creepy website and read about it and imagine it in your brain and now the teens are bringing it to real life. I'm
4: in disbelief.
3: They have an easy way to because they have like the green screen feature and right like, they make it as, I still can't figure it out
4: but they do oh. make it as easy as possible and I just like it's fine like again it's like basically video fan fiction like if you want to do that yeah. I have no I have no like problem with <laughs> the concept it's just the fact that it's Harry Potter and they yeah. were dragging us for it and Harry Potter is basically canceled right now and I'm just like why yeah. Harry Potter
2: why the hell can't anyone focus on Hunger Games or Divergent there are <laughs> they two did. other oh. they
4: did go through a Hunger Games phase
3: all right, well, TikTok bring it back. back. Okay, that's yeah. cool. Leave Harry Potter in the dust. Um, <laughs> Please. Okay, oh, cool. Next one. <laughs> um, Olivia Munn posted to her Instagram a photo of her and three other people. One of which is Whitney Cummings, the comedian, and another one is this girl named Esther. Her Instagram handle is Esther Monster, but she's like a comedian actress. Blah mm-hmm. blah blah, and so, and she's in this. What is supposed a, literally, it's 169 degree sauna. That's what she's saying it is. And she is just sitting there as if nothing is bothering her. Her face is goddamn matte. Uh And she is wearing, not only is she just sitting there, but she's wearing like a, a sweatshirt and long pants. And she's just sitting there like, oh, this is no big deal. Whereas, and like, hiking boots. And hiking Amelia? boots. Oh my yes, god. Yes, with like, probably those smart wool socks. Yeah. And seriously. And freaking everyone else is like, in their bra and underwear. You know, Whitney... Cummings is clearly sweating her ass she's off. Just so is drenched. this other person. <laughs> so is Esther Monster. The her handle, she, her face. I mean, she's a lovely girl, but her the the makeup it's melting on her face. face. Like it's clearly exactly. Yeah. I mean, I would have I would have passed out already. I would be <laughs> on the floor of that sauna. And fucking Olivia Munn is out here literally. Dewy? Not even dewy. No. What is going on? What is I, going on? Actually, almost, I
4: genuinely was like, did she Photoshop herself into this picture? <laughs> yes. Like, did she just like run in, take it, run away? Because it literally like physically doesn't make sense.
3: No, it right. truly, especially if it's one hundred and sixty-nine degrees. Also, her hair is hanging like right
2: it's next perfect. to her face. Not a single strand is sticking <laughs> to her forehead, <laughs> as you know it does when you sweat. I just, I don't really get it. And she also is doing the thing when you're cold where you pull the sleeves over your hands and yes. just kind of like nuzzle in. Like, what is Olivia Munn's natural body
3: temperature? I don't know. I would like to know it. I gotta know. It's absolutely wild. See the photo for yourself. It's on her Instagram. This is just crazy. Yes. It's just crazy. Yes. <sighs> Next okay. one. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, you know, producer Kaya, she shared a really great tweet. Um, and it's someone named Jacques on Twitter at Arcady blog. Okay. And it's just him saying, I can't get over how bad Drew Barrymore's talk show is. And it's a clip from Drew Barrymore's new talk show, which I didn't know she even had a talk show until literally like a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about this snake and it's just the most cringeworthy thing I've ever seen in my life. It's it's she's trying To be funny, clearly it was written for her and as like a working actress who's been working since she was like a young child, you would think she could read a script, but she just can't and she delivers the lines really badly and it's just sad because she is so cool and she doesn't need this. You know, she doesn't need to do this. Well,
2: I feel like she could do it. There's a lane in which a very energetic (laughs) Drew Barrymore, who's got all the connections in the world, especially in Hollywood, could make something like this fun. Yeah, the clip you're referencing is basically, she's trying to be like weekend update a little bit or follow that format where she talks about someone she adds, you know, quirky little commentary. Right. It's the energy that's definitely the red flag and is like kind of the most off-putting. And I watched a couple other clips trying to get like a general sense of the show. And it stays like that. It is at that level the entire time. Oh, and I just don't know exactly what's happening. Like, I think she's a little nervous, maybe. and Totally. Like, trying to overact to try to like, I don't know, really reel you in. But yeah, it's it's kind of off-putting. But it, some people <laughs> like it. Chrissy Teigen <laughs> tweeted, and she was like, I'm going to call it. This Drew Barrymore show is going to be massive. It's like, what are
3: you seeing that I'm not seeing? But yeah, exactly. <laughs> she said the yeah. same thing about Coinbase now. So, um, yeah. It's- True. True. My Ugh. question is like, why do celebrities want to do this? It's like the
4: hardest possible celebrity job yeah. is to have That's a talk show. True. You do it every day. You do it. It's first of all, it's hard to be good at it. Like even yeah. the good ones, people give them shit. Yeah. Again, you just have to do it every day. Like True Barrymore could be making money in so many other ways. Yeah. She could shoot a TV well, she, show. She could just do that for a couple she months. She does her be makeup for the company. rest of the year.
2: Yeah, I know. I'm just
4: I just wanting to do this. It's just mystifying to me. Also,
2: I, you are so right. I feel like the best part about being a celebrity is that people ask you the questions. Yes. You don't actually have to come up with anything to say. You just have to answer people when they like directly ask you something. This is very difficult. It's very hard to interview someone. Totally. Even though she's doing, you know, the busy Phillips and everybody else thing where she just like brings on her friends. She brought on mm-hmm. Cameron Diaz and Lucy Liu. But did you guys watch the clip where her and Adam Sandler recreated like the 51st date scene? That was quite charming. That Whoa, sounds cute. That but sounds also it was cute. Like,
3: it was cute. Quite cute. Just like film that and put it on YouTube, man. Sure. Agreed. It's just like it, the, her delivery with this is so stilted and it's, have you ever seen the Molly Shannon? Like, don't even get me started. Don't mm. get me started. It's It's very much like you guys, you see this <laughs> s- 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 snake, and you're just like, oh my god. That's very so much true, than Amelia. This, you know? You're right. <laughs> yeah, it's odd. This whole category is pretty odd. I'm ready
2: to I'm ready to move on if you guys are. <laughs> Me too.
0: This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that street wear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
1: This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com.
4: Are you? Let's do it. Are you, Liz? Well, now we have <laughs> my worst nightmare, which is cringe Road <laughs> <mode>, magic Mike. <laughs> Whose idea okay. was this? We have our reasoning. First of all, I think Kaya was the first person who brought up this movie, if I'm not wrong. And if I am wrong, I'm just going to let that stand. <laughs> However, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it hits Netflix for the first time this month, or at least first time hmm. recently, which we, you know, we've done that in the past. If movies yep. suddenly hit Netflix, they blow up. People are talking about them. It's a good mm-hmm. topic for a cringe mode. So yeah, we're doing Magic Mike. We're going to do Magic Mike XXL next week because it's mm. the better it's the better film. Mm. Uh, but for now, we're talking Magic Mike 2012 mm. iconic stripper film. Well, not mm. iconic. The second Kate, one's iconic.
3: Okay. Will
4: you take us through the plot briefly, please? I would love to. Um, so Channing Tatum is a stripper and he meets this guy at his construction job, Alex Pettifer, who is just terrible in this movie. <laughs> And he just teaches him the stripper life. He brings him in. It's a strip club run by Matthew McConaughey. He has all these goofy guys. And it's actually a really sad movie, which is one of our problems yeah. with it. Uh, mm-hmm. It tried to get really deep kind of into like the drugs and like how this can go away and how, you know, you like the spotlight. But Channing Tatum has other dreams. He wants to build his own furniture. Mm-hmm. And Channing kind of like romances Alex Petty for sister in this movie. And not much happens other than that. Yeah, pretty underwhelming,
2: I will say. Well, (laughs) underwhelming plot. uh, Overwhelming dancing for me personally. (laughs) I I was pretty uncomfortable, but I'm also very prudish. So let's do some highlights first. Let's start with some structure.
4: Uh, Kate, who's your highlight? (laughs) My highlight is Matthew McConaughey, because Uh, as we said, this mm. movie should have been much more comedic, if not a comedy, at least some sort of cheesy over the top kind of thing and matthew mcconaughey really brought the necessary level of like ham and like cheese yes. and corniness and commitment mm-hmm. and overacting yes. uh, to this movie he his name is dallas he's shirtless for this entire Classic. film <laughs> he uh he also really committed to the, uh, all obviously everyone has an eight pack in this movie but there's something <laughs> about matthew mcconaughey that is just like unnatural <laughs> Sure. And he has like the curly mullet and it yeah, just, it's all, it's all, him. him.
2: it's all yeah. like absolutely his bread and butter. It's like the Florida vibe, the kind of seedy, but like very laid yes. back and chill. He just really, it is, he is this role in this role is he, yes. I just he can't explain it so hard. Uh, he, he sings a
4: song called ladies of Tampa. Wow. And yeah. you would think that a slow guitar ballad would be a low light for a stripper film, but the way that he sells it is just so special. Yeah. And then he smashes the guitar and takes his clothes <laughs> off. So, uh, yeah, and he's not lovable
2: stuff. the whole time, which is right. actually a little bit
4: refreshing. Yeah, yeah he's been kind a of dick. a villain. Yeah, yeah
2: sometimes. For sure. And I feel like some of the problems we have in this movie is some underwhelming performances and Matthew McConaughey, that wasn't a problem. No, for sure. Definitely. I also shout out Channing Tatum, just great at dancing. I have never seen Step It Up with his, like, his Step little up.
4: debut. Okay. What's Step Clearly it Up? Clearly you haven't. I don't know. Not the Channing Tatum. That's Dance a different movie.
2: movie. Step Up is obviously, like, his whole, like, it shows how great he is at dancing. I've only seen him really in 21 Jump Street, so I didn't really <laughs> get that uh, vibe from him. But yeah, great at dancing. Go Channing Tatum. This is,
4: yeah, he's the J-Lo of this movie where there you're you like, go. he did this and they were like, Channing, do whatever you want. Like, yes. Tailor these numbers to you, like mm-hmm. they put. You know, he has a ton of like performances. He's clearly like the draw, um yeah. and yeah, he did a great job. And he drew a lot from his personal
2: experiences. He used yes. to be a stripper before he blew up and became a celebrity. And so, yeah, it's very natural. It's kind of similar to Cardi B and Hustlers. he just yeah. was
3: yeah. That yeah yeah. I I legitimately think he's a great actor. Both. Mm-hmm. Comedically and dramatically, I don't. He's just. He's just. Also, he has a presence. He has a stage presence and a charm to him. Mm Because like, I'm not very attracted to him, like physically, but like Mm -hmm. as just a character and a presence, I'm like, yes, Channing Tatum, we need more. So I have to say, I agree. I think yeah, so, yeah. that's not a popular
4: opinion. I think.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Why do we think Channing Tatum is
2: like
4: an amazing actor? I don't know, but we do. <laughs> all of us, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I agree. I'm not like, wow, Channing Tatum. Like, put his poster up on my bedroom wall. Yeah. But, right. But he is like legitimately very funny, as we've yes, seen in his totally. comedies. But also in this, like, you need that like levity, and you need to root for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like even off stage or whatever, and he does just it's have fair. this like very charming sort of draw to him that I think really Totally. He has a presence.
3: Also, I just quickly want to say, I don't know why, but the concepts that they have in this film, like, you know, with like the raining men and they have umbrellas or they're like Tarzan (laughs) and there's like a vine. I just kind of love to see all the fun little concepts that they have. And then they're integrating the songs, like the cowboy, ride a horse, save a cowboy. No, wait, ride a cowboy, save a, wait. Same horse, a horse, cowboy. Save a horse, sorry, I'm a sorry. Cowboy. Okay, yes, that, that. Um, but I would love to be the person who comes up with these fun concepts. Cause it's just like, you know, why not? Amelia, yeah, you know, you can. These, these situations, <laughs> these places exist in real life. They are out there for you. Sweet. For <laughs>
2: um, let's do some lowlights. So this is like more of like a like a nitpick. There's not a large low light. <laughs> but the plot have some problems with it overall. But one tiny, sure. tiny little thing was that. So the kid is how I'm going to refer to him because Alex Pettifer is kind of difficult for me to say all the time, but (laughs) the kid basically gets plucked by Channing Tatum. Um, They met at a construction job, right? And he's Hmm. just kind of like 19, just moseying around Tampa, Florida, like doesn't really directionless, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. And then he goes out with Channing Tatum and then Channing Tatum brings him basically to the strip club, not no. Uh, The kid doesn't know that like Channing Tatum dances and is this like amazing performer, whatever. Channing Tatum and Matthew McConaughey put the kid up on stage, like basically right when he gets there and says, like, just strip and like, (laughs) just do something. I cannot imagine the fear and nerves. Maybe there's just my own personal like anxiety. I was watching this for the first time this week and I was like sweating. I was so nervous. And (laughs) it just it it was very convincing because he's like not that dynamic of a dancer um, in that scene or this movie. But anyway, yeah, I just I couldn't believe it.
4: Yeah, I agree. That's that would be a nightmare. That's like one that you (laughs) dream about. And then you wake up and you're like, thank God. That's (laughs) not real. exactly.
2: Yes, exactly. Okay, Uh, next low light. Oh my God. My low light is just, why is it sad?
4: Thank you. People were so excited for this movie. I remember I went to see it in high school uh, with my friend and we were like, stripper movie. Yeah, like didn't tell our parents we were going. Like people (laughs) were talking about like Magic Mike, Channing Tatum, because this was like the era of Channing Tatum too. You know, like people Mm -hmm. were really into Channing Tatum at this time. People were like, yeah, like we're going to see these hot guys like take their clothes off. And you get there and it's some of that, sure. But it's also sad. You know, it's like, it's a Steven Soderbergh movie. You know, he came at it with this kind of like auteur sort of vibe. He tried to like tell the story, which is great. Again, it's fine. But like, yeah. it's just not what the people wanted.
2: Or if it was compelling, I think perhaps maybe, but I think the B plot or whatever you want to call it, the, the sad themes in the movie mm. were not even that compelling to watch. So then it dragged it down even more. I felt right. Because like. it was Alex totally. Petty for his
4: character who was like at risk, like selling drugs Addicted, yeah. And it's you just can't root for him because he just is a block of wood in yep. this film.
3: It's wow. tough. No, it's I tough. agree. I think also it's just, you know, I don't understand why you have to tease an entire movie with this concept and then give us a sad story that makes us feel bad for being perverts. You know what I mean? It's just... <laughs> I I paid to see some abs and maybe an outline of a penis. And, you know, I'm not getting this. And guess what? You're not winning any Academy Awards, unfortunately. And that's a larger problem with the Academy Awards and sexuality. But that is neither here nor there right now. And it's just like, I didn't pay to see this sepia tone film by Steven Soderbergh. I paid to see men taking their clothes off. I'm sorry. Also,
4: and if we, you know, we could sound like hypocrites because Hustlers obviously had a dark side as well sure. but the dark side has to be good Steven Soderbergh and exactly. the dark side was quite good in Hustlers just, right so and, the, and the lighter side worked with it and was still fun like Hustlers is still like an uplifting watch yeah. Right. and I just it just did not work it's in this forced. yeah. and we can say this because they fix these problems in the next movie yeah.
2: so yes God Good. I also wish they were more compelling female characters, Ugh. or at least one with a little bit more depth. They're basically yes. your two main characters, Olivia Munn as Joanna, and then Cody Horn as Brooke. Brooke mm-hmm. is the kid's sister, and she's like dating a dud for most of the movie. Channing Tatum has this crush on her kind of throughout, and then at the very end, spoiler alert, they like, you know, they like almost get together. They like, it's like assumed they kind of get together mm-hmm. and yeah. start dating. And then Olivia Munn is sleeping With Channing Tatum. But then you find out more like three quarters in that she has a fiance. And she's always been like very fluid and kind of one of the like just open um, about their relationship. She's like threesome girl. Like that's her whole thing. Yes. But that's literally like her only thing. Her lines in the movie, she like drops that she's a therapist because it's like hot for a woman to be hot and smart for (laughs) men. Cool. And then, and that was like kind of just like the bone they threw to like be like, here, you're a real woman, like deed smart and like just slap that <laughs> sticker on her character, but then the re- all of her lines basically revolve around her wanting to have three subs, right? Like even the big scene where like she fi- you find out she has a fiance and Channing Tatum's like a little bit peeved and like really like what is- the hell's going on. There's just like no, there's nothing for her to act with. There's no writing in there that gives her any purpose or background or anything. And don't get me started on Brooke, (laughs) a.k.a. Cody Horn, who I'm so sorry, is literally talking about Block of Wood. Oh, my God. Which is probably like an acting problem as much as it is a writing problem. (laughs) But- It was the female characters are the most disappointing part of this entire movie. Totally. It was so disappointing. And again, like,
4: given the Hustlers comparison, you could argue that, like, Hustlers doesn't have any compelling male characters because, like, we don't need them. But, like, women don't even talk to each other in this movie. You know what I mean? And, like, again, like, you could have made Dallas a woman. Like, have a woman running the strip club or, like, just, like, give them, like, some agency. Which they do in the second movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't put
2: them as main characters if you're not good. Like that was
3: the thing. Hustlers didn't
2: pretend to put any men like in the forefront just to like make them placeholders in a little Totally.
3: You know? That is so (sighs) frustrating. And like you said, it's like, yeah, that's great if you want to have Olivia Munn's character be like sexy and smart, but then make her say smart stuff. Like don't make her just be like, I'm into threesomes. Like just give her a bit more
2: depth or something. I don't know. I was just kind of like disappointed with the writing I guess and acting for sure and acting and no offense but
3: Cody Horn we know why you were cast because your dad is Alan Horn who if you don't know look him up he is an entertainment executive he's produced a bunch of stuff he's very high up at Disney sorry to say that's why you were cast yeah and that's why no
4: one listening to this podcast knows who that is or Cody Horn is (laughs) so So, don't look her up
2: it's fine Okay, sorry. that I feel like we went on a real rant there. Let's talk about what <laughs> is age the
4: best and the worst. Kate? What is age the best is Pony by Genuine. Mm.
0: A great, <laughs> this, good one.
4: This song has really had a resurgence, really had a resurgence after this movie as like kind of just like a, a, almost a meme where like it turned into this like joke, sexy, like overtly horny song for no reason that was mm-hmm. also really catchy. But yeah, I think this movie just like really gave it its second life. And now it has become
3: kind of a meme, right? Mm-hmm. It's yes, a great song. I will it's say. It's a great song. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I can say this probably, but they, they scratched doing... Because do you remember? However, I, I don't know how many months it's been. But since the celebrities did, you may say I'm a dreamer. That right, thing. The, um, well, the cursed so,
4: Imagine song.
3: Exactly. So they did some of the guys at the ring- the video guys at the ringer put together a thing where like a bunch of us sang parts to pony as, exactly like, fun at that yeah. and they never released it because the timing just it came and went yeah but no one there was you making go. fun of it
4: anymore it, exactly you know? but it
3: would to your point it is like a memeable thing you know exactly it's just like what's the most ridiculous like
4: inappropriate song we could choose right yeah. yeah, exactly pony every totally. time
3: totally totally <laughs> Every time, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, oh. What else? What's aged well, Amelia? I think stripping movies, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And just stripping is art. Stripping is a freaking job. Jesus Christ. The people, their bodies. Oh, my God. If I tried to, like, get up on a pole, I would... An ambulance <laughs> would need to be called, like... We were talking about trying to a watch challenge, and me and you nearly broke our spines. And that was
2: <laughs> literally not even one. When- Millionth of what is required physically I'm, to stroke. Yeah,
3: I'm literally yeah. still nursing like a pulled muscle. Um, <laughs> you know, sexiness is great. Yeah. Buy some OnlyFans, embrace it. I love it. Why yeah. not? You are the
4: OnlyFans work course has on aged it. well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. And like the legitimacy and people <laughs> accepting it as like a real thing. Which yeah. is
3: awesome. Yeah. Um yeah. also the ambiance of this entire film, I think, has aged pretty well. Like the I was talking about earlier, the sepia-esque filter over this mm. entire film. I felt like is very Fincher, you know, David Fincher. Mm-hmm. Um and I feel like I don't know. Maybe it has already. There's some kind of a color scheme that's been posted on that, you know, that Cinnamonkeys account on Instagram. Oh, I follow a couple of those accounts. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why. They do nothing. Uh, But I feel like, you know,
2: (laughs) kind of. Yes, yes, 100%. Also, this is aged. Not that it has aged bad, but it just (laughs) feels a little bit outdated. But you guys can disagree with me. I feel like the modern day bachelorette party is... A little girl's trip to Austin, <laughs> Texas. And you have little matching shirts that say Bride Tribe. No, and you do some yes. craft beer flights. You go to like three breweries. And like you take, I don't know what, a couple Instagrams. And she wears a sash and that's it. Like I feel yes. like the Las Vegas nuts or Tampa, Florida. Like for example, in this movie. Sure. Where you go and it's a bachelorette party in a strip club. I feel like it's more uncommon to do that now than it was back then. Do you guys agree? I feel like everyone Agreed. I know is bachelorette party. Or bachelorette party. Is like a it's like let's
3: make some pottery that we can put in our house. Yeah, that's what it is now.
2: <laughs> yeah, I Agreed. agree.
4: I think I mean I'm sure people still do this. I'm not like up to beat on like my my Florida bachelor parties, bachelorette parties, but <laughs> yeah, it's definitely less common than it used to be. Yeah,
2: totally. All right, let's do MVP. Kate,
4: we already talked about it, but Channing Tatum just absolutely did what he had to do. Uh, God bless him. And again, he's just <laughs> the stripping alone. Like the performances are great. The dances Whew. dancing is great. Uh, he has, like, some real show-stopping routines. But just, like, his appeal as yes. a lead and, like, yes. his charm and his comedy yes. are Carried just it. really underrated.
3: A hundred percent. You're a hundred percent correct.
4: He put this film on his back. And it really was he his did. baby. Like, he did all, you know, yes. all the interviews about his past. And, you know, they, they even, like, started Magic Mike shows in, like, Vegas yes. or whatever. And, like, he used to show up at those every now and then to, like, promote it and, like, help him out. So, like, this was yeah. really, like, his passion project. And you yeah. got to respect totally. it. He did a great job
3: he, he did. really did it's amazing um going off of that i guess my mvp would be his home furniture empire mm. also called michael lane's custom furniture concepts you know what <laughs> he's a talented i don't know designer furniture designer i i don't know if i personally would buy pieces but i know people who would definitely be into that shit and he would have people calling you know what i mean it wasn't yeah, I bad do. So good for him. I hope it takes off. And- Michael Lane's custom furniture concept is quite a mouthful. Um,
2: <laughs> but yeah. Least valuable player for me, even though no one asked, is the kid. And I will say it. <laughs> said it once. I'm gonna say it again bad performance out of that guy.
4: <laughs> I've talked about this before on the podcast, but he is part of my least favorite category of actor, which is handsome mm. actor that can't act. Yeah. Where Love Hollywood just this. picks, he, they pick these guys that they're like, we're going to make this guy an actor. Scott Eastwood, <laughs> also just an all-time example oh, of this. God. It's just like, some guys are meant to stay on the magazine page and not. Sure. And again, like we were just talking about with Addison Ray, like they give them a shot, they try, some of them work out, some of them don't. Yeah. Uh, Alex Pettyfer, Extremely did not. Mm -hmm. and just go back to modeling my guy because it just is not working for you
2: agreed yeah all right let's do lightning round kate take it away
4: um there was a brief time when i was going to be the only person with answers in this (laughs) lightning round and then we filled it out luckily uh but i'm still the only person with an answer in this first question so i guess i'll just talk to (laughs) myself because you're right you're right yeah there's no other answer I had what's the best number? There are some very fun stripping numbers in this movie. You got uh Matt Bomer as a doctor on a stretcher. Oh, you yeah. got the whole Tarzan thing, which is not my thing, but it's funny. Uh um, for some people got, it might be. It's raining men. You got save a horse, ride a cowboy. Mm. Uh you got the whole American thing with the flag, and they're like marching, <laughs> and they're doing push-ups. Definitely some fun, some fun numbers. Uh But you also have Pony, which is like the all-time. Wow. Channing Tatum, just like, I'm a great dancer. I'm going to hump the stage to Pony, uh, which I would have had as the best number. However, Channing Tatum's now ex-wife, Jenna Dewan Tatum, now Jenna Dewan, went on Lip Sync Battle a few years back and did a mashup of Pony, a combination of the first film and the second film, and she just crushed it. She put Channing to shame. Uh, (laughs) Obviously, they met on on the set of Step Up, so like she's a great dancer, too. And she just went so hard. And I was like, why couldn't we ever get her in any of these Magic Mike movies? You know, like some rival women's strip club? No, we couldn't Ooh, make that happen. that's, compelling. Uh, that's a good idea. That's interesting, yeah. So, yeah, Jenna just put Channing to shame on Lip Sync Battle. It's one of the only good things that ever happened on Lip Sync Battle, I would say, other than Tom Holland. Yep. Uh, but yeah, great stuff from Jenna Dewan. Mm-hmm. Okay, who committed the absolute hardest to this movie? Channing Tatum, Matthew McConaughey, or... Big Dick Richie, Joe Mantanella. Oh <laughs> <Aye. laughs> uh, Yeah, that's the name of the movie. Also, he was great. We, didn- we have not talked about him. He's very funny. I know. Very comedic. Also has like 10 abs. I don't know how they fit on mm-hmm. his body, uh, but they he do great dancing in the second movie in a gas station <laughs> yeah, we'll talk yes. about that that's the <laughs> highlight the highlight of Magic Mike XXL but uh, yeah this movie kind of kicked off the McConaissance this is like two yeah. years before he won his Oscar wow uh, before he was on what's the detective show True Detective oof um, love that and I think people like really got back into Matthew McConaughey because of this movie
2: But isn't this post like, and it's post his whole rom com run, which he also killed. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it was
4: the new era of like. Right. He had like what people were calling like the McConnoissance in like 2014, where like he came back and like was like this big A list star again. And people were like back in on Matthew McConaughey. Like, you are a good actor. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this really kicked it off. I think people took notice. Sure. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You know, he definitely tried hard and he did a great job. He added prestige, even though, like you said, he didn't win his Oscar until two years later. But he was mm-hmm. still like an A-lister and it was just like, yeah. wow, my, Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. And it obviously shows he has the range. Um, but, you know, Channing, this is his baby. And yep. what what a baby it is. Good for you, Channing Tatum, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I totally
2: agree. The only thing I'll add is that I wanted more. Um, what do you call him,
4: Kate? I think I said Manginello. Oh, I was going to say. What was the other one that you said, though? The other name. The big, big, big Dick Richie? Yeah, him.
2: (laughs) I wanted a little bit more of him. I just, I feel like maybe, you know, I don't pay extremely close attention (laughs) to the movies we watch for cringe mode, but I. Feel like I wanted more of him.
4: Feel like he wasn't in it that much. Maybe in the second one he will be. They do add him on the second one. He just yeah. yeah. He adds like a lot of a lot of chaos and humor. Yes. Yes. uh, Yeah. He's a really good, a really good part of the cast. Yeah. All right, next one. (laughs) Who would you have added to this cast? There are some people here where I'm like, did they need to be here? There's um (laughs) You know, Matt Bomer, he was like an internet boyfriend at the time, but like mm-hmm. people are like he was in white collar. Like what else? You know what I mean? Like right, he, I would say on, like TBS. Yeah, like his inclusion didn't age super well. And there were a couple others. True. Like Did we need Tarzan? You know, so oh, I was yeah. like, who would you have added to like this roster of strippers <laughs> to just make it pop a little more? Uh, my personal suggestion I did not have a good answer for this but you guys really helped is that they need some sort of male pop star like how Hustlers had J.Lo, Cardi and Lizzo like maybe yes. someone in like the sort of just small cameo like Cardi B, Lizzo role where like mm. they don't have it's to do much it's a fantastic
2: idea they just it add is. like
4: this is this is not going to be popular but like Throw Adam Levine in there. Just for kids. Oh my god. What about just for throw Pitbull in there. <laughs> Pipple said Pitbull, which yeah. is also great. Okay, it's that. right in
2: his wheelhouse, the Florida vibes. Ooh, just make yes.
4: his. Yeah, like make him the DJ instead yeah. of um who's yeah. the comedian, the fluffy comedian.
3: Oh, Gabriel. Yeah. Oh. Iglesias? Iglesias, yes. Gabriel yes, Iglesias. Yes. Yeah,
4: he's like the DJ for the right. strip club. Like, you're mm-hmm. right. Put Pipple in, yeah, like in there. Or like DJ Khaled? Or
2: add Pipple. Keep the DJ. Oh, yeah. Or DJ Khaled. Just add yeah. to
4: it. Yeah. And they actually also fix this in Magic Mike uh, XXL. Right. They add Donald Glover. So Oh, right. Uh, oh, yes. my God. Yes, yes. Yes. What? Yeah. Iconic. Liz, Iconic. it's cast. a great movie. It's okay, my good. God.
3: Next week's wow. going to be great. Uh, Amelia, who would you have added to this movie? Honestly... I feel like this could have been a great career resurgence for Josh Hartnett, a darling of the late 90s, early 2000s. Would Such a random a su- suggestion. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know, he's from Minnesota, so I ride hard. Um, sure. Would have loved that for him. I honestly would have loved to just see, like, and I guess Matthew McConaughey kind of counts as like a surprise, like, cause I wouldn't have guessed he would have been in this movie. So, mm-hmm. um, but I would have loved to see, you know, a little surprise cameo from someone we haven't heard of in a while. I agree. You know? Yeah.
2: Agree. All right, we're closing the book on Magic Mike, but we will be <laughs> back with more Magic Mike, I guess, next week. Hell yeah. Uh, so let's do Tea Time's Unanswerable Questions. Uh
4: Kate, you go first. I've really been going <laughs> through it this week. I've never yeah. had such FOMO in my entire life than I have watching acclaimed international pop star Halsey uh join NBA Twitter. She wow. created an NBA Twitter account, started interacting with you know, a lot of NBA Twitter personalities, including many of our coworkers, (laughs) And I've never been like, I need to start watching basketball more than I did this week. So I've really been on a personal journey. I was like, would I start watching basketball for Halsey? Which was my unanswerable question. The answer is no. Um, Really? Wow. But Amelia made a great point. She was like, you don't have to work that hard to be on NBA Twitter, which is... T- tough take but what did you say you were like you could just say oh my large adult son and like just post a picture of anyone
3: <laughs> yeah or and i feel like there's a lot of memes where it's just like oh we didn't win and then you post like a sad meme and it's like yeah man a thousand retweets i think i could get in there i think i think I, you I, could too I, really
4: actually any subsect of twitter i feel like you could observe for like a day sure. like write down which like the format of the memes yes. and the tweets yes. and then just and then just you know get in there it's i don't think i would actually need to watch fruit. I'm surprised you waited this long into the
2: pod to drop this question. I feel like this has been weighing quite heavily on you, Kate, it has. this week. It really has. I just yeah. like, Halsey's not for you, you know? Would sure. you create a burn? Not a burner because it's open. <gasps> and should. it's like Hal- It's Halsey's Ooh. account and she's open about that. But would you create like a separate account like she did?
4: I already replied to one of her basketball tweets mm. uh, about how she was like, oh, damn it, Barstool found me. And I was like, evasive oh. maneuvers, which is the most reply guy thing I've ever <laughs> said <in my>
3: entire- <laughs> See, I'm hoping you reconsider. I think you should do it. Why not? You have nothing else to do. I think it's to too late. In, in, in like in terms of quarantine, you have nothing else to do. So why That's not? That's true. Uh
4: yeah. We'll see. I think okay. it's too late. I think she would know that I was a fake. You know, you kind of got to have like I think she knows. I think she's too good she like knows her basketball okay, and I think well. that I could fool some people but I don't think I could fool her. Plus you I don't, don't want, want our well. I don't want our our relationship to start on on mistruths. On a lie. True. <laughs> you know? Yeah, sure. I feel like you've had
2: several fan bases come after you and just absolutely stampede your Twitter account and I'm not sure what would happen if the NBA Twitter found you and did the same thing. Like if they decided to turn Ooh. on you like sometimes Harry Styles
4: fans turn on oh. you. They I have don't nothing, know what would happen. Nothing. They have nothing on the 1D <laughs> or BTS fans. Yeah. Uh, I would, it BTS-ers. would be just a, a bounce off the window it would be You've nothing. You've been through the worst of it.
2: <laughs>
3: okay, let's do the next question, Amelia. So, I was scrolling through my Instagram, you know, and of course, every now and then, freaking Kylie Cosmetics pops up and Kylie Skin. We've talked about this in the past. And she has a new product coming out. It's Kylie Hyaluronic Acid. And <laughs> you know, what that's what Eva or uh, yeah, Eva Longoria says, hyaluronic acid. <laughs> um, and I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little tempted to buy this. I know. Really? I know. So I really need to know an answer. Should I buy a Kylie skin product? I need to know the answer. I really, I need to know. Will people judge me? Probably. But you know, I just, what do you guys think? I don't know. Amelia.
2: Amelia. You know how we talked about the Kylie Jenner um, walnut scrub, which literally every esthetician and doctor was like, don't buy it. It's just going to tear your skin off. Right. On her website, it has 1,600 reviews and the rating is 4.5 out of 5, which only tells me that Kris Jenner has created a bot system (laughs) that just spams the Kylie Skin website to Show positive oh, reviews God. only, which yeah. means that you'll never know the truth. Don't waste your money. Please don't do it. Although hyaluronic acid, very good for your skin. Yeah, I, I was gonna that. say that. Buy
4: it, just buy it somewhere else.
3: Yeah, yeah. Why Kylie's right. skin? Is it the packaging that got to you? I guess I don't it know. Is it's is good just, packaging. It is good packaging. And it's just like, I don't know, the way she's talking about it. It's like, oh, there's some like snowberries with the formula. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's, it's the snowberries that
4: got her. Are oh, you a skin skincare
3: gal? I feel like this is I like an I do unusual... love skincare, but <laughs> you know, I do love just packaging. I'm a big yeah. packaging fan and I just, I don't know, just like the snowberries got to me and there were some You're other things. you better than I the like, snowberries. You know, what? You <laughs> okay. know what?
4: Okay. I think you should do it, Amelia. What else do you whistle this for? I mean, and what else? You. First and of all, you're not you're not putting on makeup. You're not buying outside yeah. clothes. You're True. not going outside the house. You're not eating out. Fucking, I mean, Kylie's skin, skin as is. I don't know what thank Kylie's you. skin will do to her. Make, if I break out. I I'll I'll mean, let, let you let's, know. let's find out.
3: You I know? love all that. Right. Let Honestly, us find
2: out. Okay. All right. Sure, Amelia, buy it. Let us know. And if also anyone is listening and has better. Suggestions for Amelia, just tweet us true. at T Time yes, underscore yes. 33 when Amelia inevitably like has a rash after she <laughs> applies it. Okay, last question for the group. Travis Scott has a collab mm. with McDonald's, and you can order like a Travis Scott meal now. Um <laughs> Ben Simmons, Bill Simmons' son, ordered it. It <laughs> is actually pretty ordinary. I'll I will say it's a quarter pounder with cheese, uh, medium fries with barbecue sauce, and then a sprite with ice. Do you get and like a cool for t-shirt? Extra ice, No, I'm looking at the McDonald's website right now Mm. and it literally just looks like a burger, fries, and Sprite, but it's like the (laughs) Travis Scott. So my question is, what is like your Amelia Wedemeyer or like your Kate Hallowell? You could pick any fast food restaurant you want. You basically got to find a meal, a side, and a drink. And anyone can like go up
4: to the window and order
1: a Kate Hallowell or
4: whatever. What is it? I put a lot of thought into this because I thought this was a great question. And I love to eat out and I love food. So I've been in the Midwest lately. We live Mm. right by a Culver's. Oh, Uh, my God. So mine would be with Culver's. Liz doesn't know what I'm talking about because she (laughs) is just it's just so sad. Uh, Culver's (laughs) is known for one, their frozen custard. Oh, my
3: God. Their
4: cheese curds. So which are just like like little balls of like mozzarella sticks, Liz, like mozzarella sticks. Some of them are cheddar and they're like little balls. They're great. They're the best food ever created. So Mm -hmm. my my thing would be just like a cheeseburger. Cheese curds. Mm. And then instead oh of a God. drink, I would do Culver's uh, concrete mixer oh with God. brownie and cookie dough. Oh, wow. And that's the Kate Hallowell because that's what I order from Culver's. Oh, my God. <laughs> that I'm sounds buying Oh, uh, Iconic fast food restaurant.
3: Oh, um, Amelia, do that you have an answer so for this? Good. Um, You know, oh, my God. You put in, like, as an example, like Dairy Queen. And I mm-hmm. do love Dairy Queen. Mm. But... Oh my god, this is so bad. But my number one is Taco Bell. I just, yes. I oh, okay. live for Taco Bell, and I know it's the most disgusting food on the planet. No, it's but, so um, good. No, we're talking fast it's food, baby. So it's good. on the <laughs> That's table. True. I would do a crunch. I would do like, yeah, Ooh. a Crunchwrap Supreme. I love mm-hmm. those things. Like a giant Baja Blast. I fucking live for Baja. Yes. Baths. And. Honestly that that's probably it. I would do those two things because I just I just maybe another Crunchwrap Supreme, two Crunchwrap Supremes and, and a Blast. Okay. Yeah. Yep, there you
4: go. I would order that.
3: <laughs> I'm happy you brought up Dairy Queen
2: because it has been a lifelong goal of mine to go to a Dairy Queen. I've never been, but I've uh, always wow. wanted to go and order a blizzard where you flip <gasps> it upside down it and upside it doesn't down. move. <gasps> yeah, it looks so cool. I can't believe it. Yes, I'm a yes. huge McFlurry fan, so I feel like I would only love the blizzard yes. at ad- you would love Dairy blizzards, Queen. Liz. They're I feel great. like I love the culture at Dairy Queen. I just feel like <laughs> it's, it's a like, nice culture. It's a, it's like really enticing to me for some reason. So the Liz Kelly at Dairy Queen, even though I've literally never eaten there, <laughs> is, and I'm on their website right now, is the Honey Barbecue Chicken Strip Basket. You guys, yes. the picture on the website looks fantastic. Um, and then a blizzard. I'm not sure what— fl- Just any blizzard. It's just a little surprise. Don't care, but you just, you need know, to order the blizzard. And then— um, some pretzel sticks because it looks like you can order that Ooh. from Dairy Queen as well. I, love I that. actually Dairy got Queen those from Dairy
4: Queen out. recently and they're quite Ooh. good. Really? Yeah, they're uh, good. They're like squishy pretzels. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know if I like that, but you can
2: order it anyway. The, the trueless <laughs> Kelly would be getting something that you don't like, but... Being too shy to return it. So I guess
4: that <laughs> checked true. out anyway. That's the so real funny. Les Kelly experience.
2: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's it for this week. We'll be back next week as always. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. A special shout out to Kaya. This was a bit messy on my part. So if you're listening to this and it sounds good, that's because it's Kaya. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Howell, And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer.